Hi, welcome to the Not Your Average Life Coach podcast. My name is Kay Wilson and I'm a self-empowerment coach and intuitive energy healer. And I am obsessed with helping you step into the most powerful version of yourself. If you are ready to overcome your self-doubt, transform your relationship with love, money and self-worth and start creating the future you that you have always dreamed of becoming, you're in the right place. My desire with this podcast is to help you transform the relationship you have with yourself by sharing with you tools and perspectives that will help you actualize the life you have dreamed of creating. Treat this podcast as your own personal treasure trove of rich ideas, practices and teachings that will transform your day-to-day experience. Joining me is the magnificent Kaz, who as a client of mine has experienced firsthand the effect empowerment energy work and mindset reframing can have on your life. Hi guys, I first came to Kay a few years ago and at the time I needed to make some serious changes in my life. I had just come out of a bad relationship, I was managing a business with a team of over 150 people and I needed to make some changes that I didn't have the tools or capacity for. Working with Kay has been the catalyst I've needed. Since meeting Kay, my whole world has opened up personally, professionally and emotionally. I'm now happily married with a new perspective on life and I'm excited to see what she can do for you. Hello. So today we are talking about how to create a healthy relationship with self-discipline. Very good topic. It is a really good topic. And actually, to be honest, it's something that is always I think I think it's part of everybody's journey it's continuous and we just happen to have it in different areas and what we want to focus on today is looking at why self-discipline is so challenging for so many and some of the challenges that come up when people try to line up with self-discipline as well as understanding some of the ways that you can change your relationship with self-discipline which is actually the core of what we're going to look at today, Mm -hmm. because you, one rather, has a relationship with everything. And we always think about our partners or our family or our friends, but the reality is we have a relationship with our clothes, our um, you know, our belongings, our, the weather, everything around us in our environment, we relate to. And self-discipline is often about controlling the way that we relate to something. But the reason that self-discipline is difficult for so many is that it often comes with a lot of punishment. Mm. Um, it's something that you have to impose upon yourself as opposed to something that you enjoy doing and what really changed for me personally around self-discipline was when I realized that self-discipline was actually just another form of self-love and the emotional attachment I had to it was what changed it from self-love to self-discipline so let me explain when I so I enjoy eating healthily I used to eat meat and do all these things I'm not saying everyone needs to be a vegetarian this is what works for me I have a high iron count weirdly so being a veggie works for me right so 
when I became a vegetarian, it was an easy shift for me. I actually enjoyed the process. Equally, I gave up drinking alcohol for two years, but I had drunk so much alcohol up until that point. I was done. I was so done. And so giving it up was actually a joy. People were like, how are you doing it? And I'm like, I'm so over it. It's so easy. And so that to me wasn't even a self-discipline thing. It was a self-love thing because I'm like, well, I'm loving this and it's for me. So it's easy. But what I then found interesting was with exercise, this has always been an on-off relationship for me, if I'm honest. And this I called self-discipline. All of a sudden we were out of the self-love circle and I had moved exercise into self-discipline. Why? Because I found it way more challenging to regularly exercise well. So the emotional attachment I had to that, I was now naming self-discipline because it was more challenging. It was something I had to survive yeah. <laughs> rather than thrive in. So what I find is that self-discipline is often really something that reflects the way we feel about a certain area in our life and the way that we're relating to it. See, I would say that people that have self-discipline would see that as a positive. But when I hear you say, describe it that way, it sounds, I'm not going to say like a negative, but it doesn't sound like it's coming from a positive place. Whereas most people would say, I'm, I'm very self-disciplined and they're proud of that. Yeah. And, you know, this is a really good point because what you're observing there, Kaz, is the energy that it's coming from. So to my mind, I'm not knocking anyone who's got great self-discipline. I think it's admirable in many ways, but yeah. I would question how happy they are in it. Because when we are really um, imposing a lot of regulation on how we show up, the energy that we are showing up in is often quite controlled, stifled, and limited because it's under pressure. And, and so to be honest, my advice, or you know, if people are really self-disciplined and they're happy in that space, that's fantastic. What I really wanna to talk to you today is people that struggle with self-discipline and give them a new way to perceive it, which might make it easier for them. Mm -hmm. Because if you are wanting to create new relationships, with food, with exercise, with um, your work, you know, it's actually easier to do that when you're coming from a place of inspiration. And by that, I mean, when you're coming from a place of you know, joy, essentially, I really want to, so we're coming up to the new year, right? Classic example, classic opportunity, right? For most people to turn around and, it, and declare to all and sundry that I am going to have the best booty I've ever had by April and I am going to join the gym and buy all the gear and, um, you know, get some weights for home or whatever. I have the done that so many times in my life. I can't even tell you. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? We all have, right? Yeah. And because what we do is we're like, I'm going to get all the things, all the environmental factors that I need to convince myself 
that I can do this. So I am the person that I wish to be. So it's like we use all the outside parameters to transform the internal reality. That is so true. I am laughing because I have a not crazy but an impressive gym I would say all the gear no idea and to me you know when I I have it all so it's like it feels like I've ticked the box but am I ticking the box it's that is so true yeah and so actually what we want to do is do this shift whereby what we want to get clear on is the person the identity that we want to embody because all the environmental stuff that is going to support our willpower up to a certain point some of us might get as far as six months most of us won't get past two one and a half right six weeks so in order to make a new habit a sustainable one it is far better in my opinion to really consider the version of you that you want to embody. Everything that we do is based on choice. I live right now the sum of my choices, okay? I grew up in Southwest London in Wimbledon. I grew up up facing a railway line, right? And now I live the other side of the world, right next to the ocean. I have two beaches, five minutes. Amazing. Right? Yeah. So what I... What I am fully aware of is that I have made a collection of choices that have brought me to this place. I did not arrive here by accident, right? And I always said to myself, even when I was young, I probably won't end up living in England. And I always dreamed about living near the ocean. And what I didn't realize I was doing was I was creating this version of me that I wanted to become. And then it was a natural thing, therefore, for me to just start making choices that aligned with this version of me that I was bringing into my reality. Now, I did that over, you know, a series of years, but I do it on a smaller scale all the time as well, you know, and we all do. We all turn around and we make these decisions about, I'm going to get that promotion, which means I need to tick these boxes in order to get that promotion. I want to buy that outfit. That means that I need to, you know, make sure I'm free on this day or like, you know, create time to go shopping or do whatever the thing is. We create this list of boxes or this pass, this pathway, this list of choices that bring us to that place. This is easy when we're doing things that feel good to us. It's really hard when we choose something we feel is difficult. That's when it moves into that whole self-discipline camp, which means that our energy around it is really challenging. If you want to lose weight and get fit, for example, I'm using this because it's the most obvious one. Yeah, that people it could be finances. It could be exactly right. It could. And that's actually a really good one to talk to you, the finances. But if you have a version of you that you wish to become then do it from that place recognize that the reason that you want to look a certain way is because you want to feel a certain way that's why everyone wants to look a certain way it's because they've been sold a dream by the marketing that we are flooded with around what we should look like It's convinced us that we need to do something in order to feel something. Whereas if we are able to sit before, if we, you know, that you, we all get this thing, right? 
there's that period of time whereby this new perception of the version of ourselves that we want to be comes into our reality. We just start like, you know, it just comes into our awareness. Oh, maybe I should, maybe I should do something about my weight or my exercise because I would actually quite like to just fit into my clothes easier. Maybe your jeans are a bit tight or whatever it is. And you just have this period of time where you're like, okay, I need to do something about this. Right. And so mm. what do we normally do? We normally go out and we pick the diet that, or the latest diet that we see on Instagram. It happens to be the one that's on the feed. Right. And then we try that. We outsource our thinking to somebody else that tells us they're an expert and we impose what's worked for that person on ourselves as opposed to, well, how could I eat cleaner if I want to lose weight? What would feel nice? How would my body feel if I lost weight? I would feel like I'd have bigger lung capacity. I'd be able to breathe easier. I'd probably be less stressed because when I do exercise, I always feel more balanced in my mind. Like you can sit there and you can feel into what it's going to feel like to be slim and um, fit and healthy. And there are so many more bonuses to just looking good. And yet people don't normally bother with going that far. They just focus on, well, I want to look like my best mate, Sarah because she always looks good when we go out mm. and she always gets the boys or whatever the thing is, right? Well, both are doing it because there's, there's pressure on um, what other people might appear to be or appear to have. or So you're creating a, a discipline with yourself in order to achieve something someone else has. Which well, I this is a really good point, right? Because this is jealousy, right? This is comparison thinking. And... The, the problem or the, ch- the challenge you're going to face, if that's where you're coming from, is that everything that you do in order to try to be like that person is going to feel like a punishment because the story you've created is I'm not good enough because I don't look like them. So every time you go to the gym, the story is I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to look like them unless I do this. They're better than me. They're better than me. They're better than me. I'm fa- And that story is going to, you're going to be up against that story every time you try to support yourself. As opposed to sitting with, oh, Sarah looks great and she looks really happy. And I would really enjoy that sensation. And it might not just be around her weight, but I would really enjoy being slimmer or fitter because it would feel good to me to go shopping and be able to choose whatever I want. It would feel really nice to wake up in the morning and have ex, you know, energy in my system because I'm fitter and want to go and exercise. It would feel good to me to meet new people at the gym. It would feel good to me to start buying food and eating food that I know will actually sit in my system really really well so when I wake up the next day I feel good you know it would feel all, nice all of that me. sounds positive they all sound like positive things but when I now when I reflect on self-discipline I must do this in order to be this I must you're basically suppressing yourself because if you're not those things then you're not valuable you're not good enough or that's it right so the energy is really different when you're sitting there and you're like I want to feel this and I want to feel that and you get really really clear on the version of you that you want to become every time you go to the gym that's what you're going to think of 
you'll be like, yeah, you go, Kay. This is so amazing. It's going to feel so good. It already feels good. I'm so proud of myself. This is epic. I'm really, really tired and I don't want to do another rep or I don't want to do another series of whatever, but I feel good. So I'm just going to have a crack and you end up doing it, right? Your whole energy is in flow. You're coming from a place of inspiration rather than motivation. And it really helps you feel empowered in what you're doing. And so what you've created is the feeling that you actually wanted from scratch already, which means that the journey it's going to take you to get to that place is going to be far more enjoyable. And when it comes to temptations, right? Someone offering you a chocolate bar and, and they do that and you're like, oh, but that's, that's actually not going to feel the way that I really am aiming to feel. And actually already I'm starting to feel. I know what that chocolate bar is going to feel like nice for the first few seconds, but afterward I'm going to regret it and that's going to feel crap. And it's going to give me a sugar high followed by a sugar crash, which is going to feel crap. So actually, no, I don't, I don't even want, that's not a temptation. <laughs> that's just, no, no thanks. So you're honoring who you want to become rather. I think things- but it's not hard. That's, yeah. It's no longer hard to say no because you're so falling in love with the feeling of the person that you're becoming. I think it's hard in the moment. Like I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, Instagram, great. You can see a whole bunch of people living their lives, but the flip side of it is from a product perspective someone can flash up something that they're wearing or selling or whatever and you think I've got to have that we're all guilty I'm definitely guilty and in the moment I'm thinking I don't need that but you think I guess I must feel like I need to have that in order to feel good about myself or to tick a box or Maybe I just want it because I want it. So does it depend on the emotion behind yeah. why I'm selecting that? hundred percent. I mean, the, the reason that you want this thing is because you have, you believe that your life will be better because of it. Is yeah. that right? It's yeah. So right. Yeah. Right. And so if you're already sold in terms of you have spent time, or maybe this is the catalyst, right? Maybe this, you see this outfit and you're like, oh, I wanna wear that, but I can't right now because it won't be good in there. Then if you sit down and you're like, okay, what would it feel like to wear that? What would it feel like? And what other bonuses would there be? Well, if I look like that, it would feel amazing to wear that outfit. Also, I would feel good in my body. I would have more energy. It would feel really empowering to know I'd got myself there. Like there are so many added bonuses to doing it, to creating the identity that trying to motivate yourself will feel so flat in comparison. Mm -hmm. Can you describe the difference between inspired versus motivated? You mentioned that before. Yeah, so basically inspired is when you're just coming from this energy of I desire this thing from a place of joy. Like we've all been inspired. You wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, today is Saturday. Yay, I am going to go to my favorite cafe. I'm going to sit by the sea and I'm going to drink my 
whatever it might be, and enjoy the morning. I am filled with the inspiration that is Saturday. Mm -hmm. Right? That's inspiration. You wake up on a Monday and it's 6 a.m. and you're like, oh my God, I got to get to work. I want to go and do some exercise because I want to lose weight. I should go and do that. I don't really want to, but I'm going to go and do it. So inspiration comes from a place of just pure joy, pure desire, and pure ease. Motivation comes from a place of, I have to do this in order to get that. It's very transactional energy most of the time. Mm. So instead of waking up on a Monday and, you know, it may not be your dream job that you're doing and it might feel a bit uh, because it's a Monday morning. So how do you get yourself into a space of inspiration on a Monday morning? Hopefully you've already got a really clear idea of the person that you wish to become. And so you've already started the process. And if you haven't, you might spend Monday morning on the way to work thinking about this version of you that you want to create and really enjoying the process of doing it. Because as you do it, you'll become more and more inspired as you go. And so it's just about always being aware of how you're feeling, actually. Mm. And not just doing something for the sake of doing it, but actually doing it because it feels good to you. Because it means that any sort of temptation or challenge in respect of it will be a non-starter because you'll be so lined up with this beautiful feeling that you've spent time crafting and nurturing and creating that it will, it will just knock off the sides. It won't touch you. Okay. Um, so some of the challenges that people can face are really in terms of not honoring their own cycle, their own approach to things. So it's really important to, you know, when you decide upon a new way of showing up, like what your influences are going to be. Because if you are, if you line yourself up with someone who performs in a certain way that you don't generally line up with, then it's going to be difficult for you to keep it sustainable. Okay. So what I mean by that is say you're, energy levels you're one of those people that's not so energetic in the morning but you get to around four o'clock and then you're like energy is really up mm -hmm. you don't want to follow an exercise plan that requires you to get up of bed at 5 a.m and do exercise because that's just not going to work for you like choose whatever you choose to do that is in alignment with the person you wish to become choose things that feel good choose things that are already in alignment with the person that you are instead of trying to retrofit someone else's idea of what perfection looks like onto yourself. You're just starting off on the back foot. And, you know, being aware that everything that people suggest is not always right for you. Like people listening to this podcast, for example, they might agree with 80% of what I say and not the 20. If, they, if it's the other way around, I don't know why they're listening. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, I, you know, I'm always really aware. Everything I read or listen to, there are plenty of people that I love following because I think that they've got so many gems, but I don't agree with everything that they say. I'm like, well, oh, this part, not so much. Everything else, amazing. And it's, and that's, that to me is discernment. That's me choosing things that line up for me, that feel good to me. And that is a small example of how I live the rest of my life. So it's really important to really, when you're creating this version of you, and the choices that you want to make in order to embody that version of you, when you're in this process that you are using influences and 
um, you know, sources of support that are in alignment with the type of person, the nature of the person that you are, because it's going to make it, it's like low hanging fruit. It's going to make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Cool. So jealousy, let's talk a bit more about jealousy because this is energy that really gets in the way for a lot of people. And the reality is that, especially with Instagram and the way that we are sold things, it's so hard to navigate jealousy because we are, you know, persuaded really. All the sales that we see is pretty much built around, do you want this thing? And the only reason you'd want it is because you don't have it. Okay, so it's built on lack. And also, well, built on lack, but also um, Instagram, social media, it's all on um, comparing yourself to other people, which you might not be jealous at something else, but it does shine a big light on you don't have this thing. That's it. It does completely. It's just this web of constant um, comparison that I think is so suffocating to to people. Mm, Completely. And I think, you know, particularly with weight and exercise, what I see with female clients is jealousy of the the women around them that look better than them. This is something that is it is actually really limiting because when you're consistently confronted with something that makes you feel inadequate all it does is reconfirm that belief about yourself you can't be that okay and I used to get jealous of the people around me really often and it was a real challenging thing for me to navigate but when I finally recognized that the people around me that I felt were doing better or look better or whatever the thing were things were when I finally realized that instead of being my competitors so to speak They were actually just holding the light for me. They were saying to me, Kay, this is possible. Mm. This is accessible to you as well. I'm going to stand here in the presence of what I have, and I'm going to hold this light for you until you decide to come and meet me here. But it was only after I recognized that they were working for me and not against me that I didn't feel defeated by the idea of it the idea of wanting to lose weight more motivated well yeah or inspired right I was inspired because these people around me also from an energy perspective are in my circle which means that we line up on an energetic vibration in some way and so like is attracting like so I am what they have is possible for me they are close to me. They are showing me what I can do. It's just up to me to step into that. It's up to me to take control of my desires and my passions and, you know, turn them into something that's going to actually support me rather than undermine me. The more I keep telling myself that I'll never look like that, the more true that is. I, see, I feel that sometimes with success or you might see someone and I I know you've spoke about it before when you have this person that's quite successful and they travel and you would watch their um, footage of them traveling and instead of being like oh why are they doing that you were like that's amazing one day that could be me it's such a it's it's a nicer way to be number one Um, so I've tried to practice that too when I see someone that has something or I use it as inspiration rather than I have to that's it it's it's all about being inspired and 
and being grateful, right? Because when you see that person, I, I really, I really appreciate it. In fact, this morning, um, one of my clients, she posted this story about her doing this run in Sydney. And I was so inspired by it. And I knew I had to go and do exercise this morning or I wanted to go and do exercise this morning. And I hadn't decided yet what I was going to do. And I was like, I'm just going to run and I'm going to run further than I normally would because she'd done this marathon or whatever it was. And it just, I felt joy. I felt so much joy at seeing what she had posted and it inspired me. And I was grateful to her for the inspiration because it really clarified and solidified what I wanted to do this morning. So it can be such a joy to be surrounded by successful people, by fit people, by attractive people, by all the people. It's like when you start to see the people around you as this tapestry of different shades of color that are there to enrich your life rather than, you know, impose restrictions and disappointment and dissatisfaction, your life is so much more enjoyable. Mm. So everything around self-discipline is simply around you deciding if you want to be disciplined or if you want to move it into an energy of love and self-inspiration that is the difference and from my experience once I get clear on the version of me that I want to embody everything else just lines up with it and it no longer requires self-discipline for me to get there. It's simply a natural choice. Can we talk about finances as certainly? So I think a lot of people, I need to be smarter with money. I need to be saving more. And I shouldn't be spending on that because I should be doing this. So I know you're going to point out all the um, issues with what I just said because it should and need and all of those things but there are so many people we get suffocated by I need to be more disciplined with finances as an example mm. um, how do we shift that relationship with finances or money or I feel there's a lot of fear around money there's a lot of people that hate checking their account balance that you know live a credit debit lifestyle and it's actually, it's exactly the same thing. It's about the energy that you, or the attitude rather, that you take to yourself around your financial prosperity or lack thereof. If you have a really strong story about, about money not working for you, then that's the experience you're gonna have. Everything that you do with money is gonna be challenging, right? Or fearful. And it's actually be, again, becoming really clear on who you want to be in regard to your finance. You know, there are now more and more, Instagram actually gives you access to a lot of people or TikTok, whatever, social media gives you a lot of access to people who are very good with their finances. And it makes it so much more accessible than it has been in the past where you've needed to have money to have a financial advisor. Whereas now there are people on Instagram that are like, how I made 500 into 5 million in such and such time. Like, I'm not saying that you need to pick one of these people, but there are people out there consistently showing you what is possible. And there are enough resources out there for you to arm yourself with like greater knowledge on how you want to relate to your money. So again, in the same way with weight and exercise, if you've got to a place where you are tired of being skinned, 
okay, and you want to create a new relationship with your money, then do it from the same energy. How do I want to relate to my money? What's the kind of person that I want to be? Well, I would like to have knowledge around money. I would like to start building up some sort of small investments to start with. I would like to understand, you know, smarter ways to budget per month. I would like to understand, you know, deciding who you want to be and most importantly, how that would feel. How would it feel to suddenly have a really clear budget of what you can do every single month based on your current income? It would feel really nice to have that kind of level of clarity over where I'm at and what change I might have left to then spoil myself with something, right? Or to reinvest even better in something. Like, it's just about, again, becoming really clear on the version of you that you wish to be and then lining the choices up with that journey. And anything, so then when your friend turns around for, the third day in a row and says come on let's go out for a big night and you know you've already spent your quota for that week of your social life or whatever it is and you're so excited about the fact you've got cash in your account because you've not gone and you know it's been frivolous or whatever it is that saying no to your friend is so much easier because you're already so proud and satisfied with the person you're starting to become and you actually might motivate or inspire or use the word inspire actually you might inspire someone else to be like you know what I feel you I might do the same 100% I actually don't realize sometimes that the things that I might carry shame around might actually be inspiring to other people so you know live your life you might inspire someone else to do the same or to head towards a certain direction yeah it's all relative right it is exactly that it is all relative there's always going to be someone wealthier and there's always going to be someone poorer it really doesn't matter so I must admit I have a great like one of my pet peeves is the word expensive because I don't believe that anything is expensive because it's only relative to the person that you've decided you want to be I am taking that in (laughs) husband turns around and he's like okay that course is too expensive (laughs) the next course I want to do because FYI this is really important how can I support others if I don't always nurture my own mind right and this is something people I think get lost on as well they 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 don't recognize that investing in themselves is going to enable them to support not only themselves but the people around them And, you know, in the word expensive to me is only, and I'll say to my husband, that's only expensive to us at the moment, perhaps, if that's what he feels. But I'll say, you know, it's not really expensive. It's just relative to where we are right now. So that takes it from a place of scarcity to just a place of existence. Yeah. Yeah, it reframes your energy and your mindset. I read this um, article about particularly uh, this generation. We often think about our, uh, you know, the right now. So we think about money and um, careers, whatever it might be, but we often don't think of our future self and how would we act if we were thinking about our future self, looking at our future self. And sometimes I try and picture my 
future self in abundance and I'm like how do I get there and that's my inspiration if you like rather than I should do this in order to make sure that in the future I'm xyzzz but I'm actually trying now to think of like the 60 year old version of me and what do I want that life to look like um I'm not perfect in in all aspects of it but that seems to be my bigger motivator at the moment and I don't know if that's through age or circumstances or working on myself I don't know but yeah I think it's an important thing to consider and I think you know but you don't want to live too much for the future we want to live in the present as well it's just you know as a person having investments that's just a nice thing to have yeah it's a nice feeling to know you've got savings they might be relevant for when you're 60 doesn't matter it's just a nice feeling to have it's a nice feeling to know that you got control of your money it doesn't have control over you it's a nice feeling to know that you feel abundant or that you're either and you may not even be in that place yet right you might not be abundant but you might be researching how to work with your money in a better way yeah making and a that's a good feeling too so yeah. it's just about you know consistently doing things to help you feel good making choices that feel good and actually being really aware of when you're saying to yourself I have to I must I need to and I should because any of those words are generally coming from a place of dissatisfaction so really sitting with who you are and who you want to become and how that journey is going to feel that's all it really comes down to. And look at the areas of your life. You might find exercise really easy. It might be something that you just naturally go to. But, you know, your, your self-discipline or your self-love around boundaries, that's a whole shit show, right? So it's just, you know, everyone is strong and weak in different areas. Yeah. And it's just about you stepping away from judging yourself because this is what we have a tendency to do, and rather just observing, oh, I'd like to get stronger in this area of my life. And I feel like if I did that, I would feel good. And then everything that lines up with that decision is going to feel good. Mm. And I know we've talked a lot about weight or finances, but it, you're right. It's, it's all different areas. It could be boundaries, making time for yourself, because you don't make time for yourself. Like self-discipline can come in. Yeah. 100 different forms. Yeah. 100%. Even having your own business. You might be working for someone and really miserable and really want your own business. It's like, well, what would that feel like? You know, because that can be really scary. Okay. But then what would it feel? It would feel really empowering. I'd have my own time. I would have all of these great things and I would feel really empowered. And then as soon as you start moving yourself into that place, your energy will help you get there because you'll feel strong in it as opposed to oh I really want my own business which means I should I have to and I must all these things like all these safety nets I'm going to create so that when I make this leap I'm going to have everything I need and no 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 and actually all that you're going to do is take all the pressure that you feel like you're in in that corporate position you're going to create your business you're going to have the same feeling yeah and I know this because I did it <laughs> and you're like oh my god it's my own business and I feel just as much stress as I used to when I worked for someone else and didn't have to worry about money and now it's all on me and yet the reason you've got yourself in that place is because you've used the same mindset you had there as you are here 
And so it's actually, it's only when you start to change your relationship with yourself about the person that you're becoming that you can start to enjoy the journey. That's the difference. That's so great. Yay. So I think we've um, nutted that one out now. <laughs> Did you have well, any really interesting. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So um, thank you, Kaz, for joining me. And Kaz is, um, I'm going to give Kaz a well-earned break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not retiring fully from the podcast, but um, we are now out of lockdown and I've, it's been such a joy to have these conversations yeah. with you. I always learn something. So thank you so much for having me and oh. I'll be back at some point. Yes. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for all your love and contribution, your brilliant questions and you'll be missed. And we will you. look forward to, yeah, definitely having you back at some point in the future. Yeah. And I can't wait to listen to your future podcast too, because I think whether it's like one little snippet that you pick up can just motivate you or change your perspective it's all worth it so I, I love listening to these thank you oh, brilliant thank you take care everybody and if you would like to learn more about me or listen to the other podcast please go to please go to www.kwilson.love and we will see you in the next installment take care everybody bye bye